You're listening to Mitnick's Monthly Brushstrokes, a podcast on the art of outsmarting, the fun part that sets you apart. I'm Keith Mitnick, author of Don't Eat the Bruises, How to Foil Their Plans to Spoil Your Case. For more information, please visit keithmitnick.com. In this podcast, I want to talk to you about another subject that I get asked a lot about, and that is surveillance, surveillance films, when they've secretly followed your client around and they plan to play it. Now, I'm not talking about the situation where a client swore they couldn't walk and they catch them running a marathon. If that's the case, get rid of the case. We're not mercenaries. This is a calling and we go in on righteous cases. But I'm talking about the surveillance where the person is not doing anything different than what they said they could do in their deposition when they were questioned. It's all consistent. The defense simply likes it because your client's moving around and looking normal. Maybe they're tossing a ball or mowing the lawn or picking up boxes or whatever, and you go, man, they sure don't look hurt to me. Look, they're walking normal. They're doing normal. And if you don't put that in the proper perspective for the jury, it will look as if they, aha, caught your client, when in fairness, they caught nothing. In fact, the film simply confirms what it is your client says about their life. So there is a way to deal with it, and it must be dealt with, or it can hurt, and it ought not hurt, because the pain it inflicts is unfair. So let's talk about how to deal with it. One of the ways is if you're fortunate enough to be in a jurisdiction or venue that would allow you to ask questions of the jury during jury selection incorporate a surveillance question. And it goes something like this. We've all heard of situations where someone did surveillance, you know, where they secretly followed someone around and filmed them. And the person claimed they were in a wheelchair and couldn't walk. And then after they got a bunch of money, they jumped up out of the chair and did a jig and they caught them on film doing it. How many of you have seen or heard something like that? And most of your jurors will raise their hand. And you want to hit it head on. Because you're distinguishing yourself from that ugliness. Because you follow up with this. Yeah, most of us have seen it, and it's horrible. It's horrible for the concept of justice. But, you know, there are other kinds of surveillance. There's times where the defense follows someone around, and they do exactly what they said when they were questioned before court. By the other side, question them. There's no inconsistency. There's no aha. But here is my concern. Sometimes people feel if the defense went to the time, trouble, and expense to get surveillance, then there must be something to it. There must be some exaggerating or faking going on, or the defense wouldn't have gone to the time, trouble, and expense to get it in the first place, and maybe they just didn't catch it. Do you understand what I'm asking, folks? Okay, so here's my question. How many of you feel that if the defense went to the time, trouble, and expense to get surveillance, your starting point would to believe there must be some exaggerated faking going on? Not that we might later come along and disprove it and convince you otherwise, but we'd be starting out in a hole with a strike against us in all honesty, given your feelings. How many of you feel like that? And you'll be surprised. There will be a significant number of people the same. Then I go talk to everyone. And would it be fair to say then that we would not be 
uh, starting out even? Would it be fair to say that you wouldn't be starting out completely fair and impartial, even though you try really hard? You'd be as fair as you could possibly be, but in this honor system, you're saying, Judge, I can't assure you that I could just put that aside, because honestly, that's how I feel. And I don't surrender my beliefs when I get a jury summons and walk in a courtroom. Would that be true, sir? And you get those people, and hopefully the judge will take them off for cause, but at the very least, you will have identified them. So that's step one, is to deal with the people who are inclined to think the worst when they just hear the word surveillance. And then when you get past that and into opening statement, I tell them an opening statement. We're going to be playing the surveillance. We talked about in jury selection, we're going to play the surveillance and go over it with you because what you're going to see is it confirms what my client says. There is nothing inconsistent with what my client says but before the surveillance was ever done and not knowing it was done. It validates what she says. But it is important that you keep this in mind. Nobody says my client's in a wheelchair or needs a cane or a walker. My goodness, my client's going to look perfectly normal on that film walking around. And guess what? You know that already because you're going to see my client walk in this courtroom and at lunch when we take breaks, you're going to see my client's going to walk in and out just normally. So that's not anything different. Just because it's on that little view box over there and was taken secretly, when my client openly does it in front of you the same thing, then it's meaningless other than to confirm there's nothing out of the ordinary there. It's all consistent. Why? Because my client's pain is on the inside and you can't see it, and it is not the kind of pain that stops her from doing activities. It's the kind of pain that interferes with the experience of those activities because it's always there like a pilot light. Then, folks, when you've covered it in jury selection and knocked out, hopefully, the folks that would treat it like some nuclear option, and you've also openly embraced it in opening and put it in the proper context, then you put your client on and let them go through it. Nary, what are you doing there? What's going on here? And it just takes all of the dark spin they want to put on it and it calls it out for what it is much ado about nothing so to wrap it up don't hide from surveillance and don't be scared of it if it is the kind of surveillance that doesn't show some huge inconsistency embrace it voidire it talk about it in opening and then let your client narrate it and then you can quit losing sleep over it Thank you. For more information, please visit keithmitnick.com.